Welcome to Trust the Bachelor Process, a podcast where Bachelor superfans and sisters, Alex and Sarah, discuss all things Bachelor Nation, typically with a glass of rosé in hand, our two true passions. So sit back with us, sip rosé with us, and enjoy the journey with us. week three episode three of the bachelor sorry you know what's interesting about uh it being week three episode three i have a feeling that you're gonna say that it's actually been three weeks you would be right we know that from the one-on-one date with serena p we're actually on our third week and this is the third episode i know i know so okay so how like it's been two weeks and they they've only had one round of dates though i don't i guess it takes a long time to like what are they doing in there they're really just like hanging out and not seeing matt for like five days at a time guess so do you think matt can play like video games or anything while he's there absolutely oh (laughs) I thought you were going to say absolutely not. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know. It's so interesting because I know in the past that like it's like notorious. Uh, I don't. That's not the right word, but it, it's well known that the the leaves can't. Um, they have no time to sleep just because they're needed so often, and that they're mentally exhausted. But this is a unlike any other season in the sense that they they don't need to travel like a lot of the moving around that I assume is taking up a lot of the leads time just isn't happening on yeah and just like comparative to like all the women like Matt I think has like the least amount of screen time well especially this we we follow Sarah and I both follow bachelor data and I believe um it's such a good Instagram account. It has like the best stats and like they put out an Instagram poll today and they said, out of curiosity, who do you think got more screen time this episode, Matt or Sarah? And like overwhelmingly, everybody said Sarah. Um, the website is Bachelor Data Analysis if anybody wants to find it. Um, featured screen time, um, it looks like, uh, Gosh, I can't read graphs, but it looks like Sarah certainly had the most. (laughs) Yeah, like I feel like Matt hasn't had a ton. Like we have, we've barely even gotten like a talking head from him. Yeah, Um, we just don't know the guy yet. Um, And like, again, it's, it's the third week. So like that may be to come, but like this was also the most amount of women that they've like ever had to start the season. And apparently there's more coming next week, like in the teaser Plus a Heather. So stupid. So. Plus Heather. You still haven't seen Heather. Um, Okay. Before we jump into week three, though, quickly breaking news. It is for Alex and I as we record this. Dale and Claire have broken up. Yeah. So we've seen rumors circulate online for about the past week. But I guess Dale issued an official statement on his Instagram story today um, that they've decided to part ways. It's on the feed, too. Ooh. I haven't seen anything from Claire so far. Hmm. 
Okay. Well, that means that Dale was definitely more excited about getting this information out (laughs) than she was. I'm convinced. I think that, that Claire was dating Dale, but Dale was not dating Claire and he did not inform her of that (laughs) discrepancy. So this entire time she was sort of playing house with somebody who was just mentally checked out and DMing other women. Yeah. I don't know that he was DMing other women because I feel like that would have gotten out sooner, but I don't know that he was in it. Like I, like Lauren Zima reposted the scene when like the AFR when Chris Harrison's like so what comes next and Claire's like babies and Dale just like doesn't even answer well I mean we called that from that moment I it it was done it's not gonna end well for Claire I'm honestly honestly relieved that it's happened as soon as it has like I hate it sucks when you're you know when you're watching somebody on screen like walking into the haunted house and you know that they're gonna die and all you just want to do is be like don't go into that haunted house and that's ultimately what it felt like watching Dale, uh, Claire settle down with Dale when it based purely on infatuation <laughs> rather than a meaningful yeah. connection. And she needs, she, she actually does need somebody who's going to be there for her. Um, and, you, you know, her words never leave. And Dale wasn't showing her that level of commitment. I think he liked her. I think he liked dating her. I think he was attracted to her. But He's not in the same place as she is. He's not ready to pop him out right now. She wanted the story that her parents had where they like met immediately new and then were like married six weeks later. Like she desperately wanted that. I think she still probably does, but it's just like, well, it might happen differently and that's okay. Yeah. I think that's a generational problem in general um, that some people can fall into. Like you just assume that you, like you sort of use your parents' life as a template. And then you use that as a means of comparing how you are not where you are supposed to be. Yeah. Our, like, I mean, I I guess Claire's in our generation, but it just, it, it looks a little bit different and there's nothing wrong with your parents' story not matching up with yours. What's beautiful is that it's your story, Claire. Um, And like, if you were actually being authentic to yourself, like, I think she was head over heels for him, but like her brain was lit up like a freaking Christmas tree that she wasn't allowing herself to be practical at all. Yeah, yeah. Oh man. Well, I wish both of them the best. I'm sure Dale will get a girlfriend like tomorrow. I mean, I think Claire, you know, I think she is very capable of getting a guy like tomorrow too. I think she's just looking for the wrong things and she's looking for the wrong things I know it's so true I mean we've said this from we said this from the start you have to um, differentiate what you want versus what you need and then when you lean into what you need oh my god the things get so much better miracles beautiful life you can have things get so much better all right well we could also talk about who could have been Matt James oh my god just imagine if he was on her season I can't even think about it Oh, wait, what are you, what are you saying? Like, let's move on to Matt James. But like, oh, can you even imagine? Nice. Matt was going to be on Claire's season. Can you even? Yes. Oh, uh, man. No, he, his, his star would have shined too bright. You know, you, ah. can't, you can't have a Dale and a Matt James in one room. I believe no. it would implode. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Okay, so we start on 
the the rose ceremony mm-hmm. from so this last week starts off on a very dramatic footing and dare i well, offer well, they- a little bit of foreshadowing into what the focus of the episode is going to be they do this every week now like what? every week they start the episode with like a scene and then it's like 24 hours earlier <laughs> do you yeah. know so last week they started the episode started so week two the episode started with sarah fainting and mm-hmm. then it's like three days earlier and then this week it started with the serena p date and then it was like two days early <laughs> Oh my gosh, I must be watching on a delay or something because I didn't get any of that. <gasps> wow. Okay, stop doing that. <laughs> Me or them? Them. I don't like it's such a like you can't you can't use it every week in order for it to be effective. Like that that Rashomon device or whatever. Or like you can't Tarantino this for us. Like we get it. Um okay. Yeah, that's true. Okay, so Sarah Faints. Was she faking it, Alex? No, I don't believe that she was. I don't think she was either. And I go back to, and I stand true to what I said last week. And we are going to get deep into this. Saving Sarah for last, you guys. We're saving Sarah for last, but we obviously had to start with this. Yes. Um, I stand by what I said last week. I think she was so overwhelmed. I think she had shared so much about her family. I believe she was confronting the reality of her dad's situation. Um, you had women like Victoria running around and like causing crazy chaos. Like, I, of course she was feeling overwhelmed. Like nothing about that moment bothered me. Like I actually thought Kayla really editorialized it really well when she said she was just like, am I annoyed that she's getting more time with Matt? Yeah. Do I feel shitty saying that? yeah yeah of course like I I get why it's a nuisance but it's not an offense not at this stage of the game like she was feeling overwhelmed like I don't what do you want like sometimes she literally have- blacked out like I did it today because I hadn't eaten since 12 and it was 5 p.m. and I was trying to send an email and I was so overwhelmed that I blacked out. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, we zoom with your doctor. Uh, <laughs> I'm really sorry you went through that. No, but- I'm just saying like this happens if you get like stressed or what or overwhelmed by what you have like what you're experiencing. Well, and she is just going through so much and she's a highly sensitive person. I, nothing about this is surprising me. And I don't, I, I thought it was a weird, I was just like, why are they starting the episode off on this foot? This is so bizarre. Like, why would you ever question her intentions? And then we see where the episode goes and we're like, okay. Um, I went on a wild, wild roller coaster ride watching this. Oh, absolutely. Me too. And yes, um, I think probably most people did, but all right, we're going to save Sarah for last. Let's talk about this group date. Wait, can um, I talk about who got eliminated? Oh yeah. Marilyn. Yeah. So we said goodbye to Ileana, Alana, Kristen, Sydney, and Marilyn. And I'm really, really pissed off about this Marilyn thing. I don't like a world in which Victoria's, uh, her, like, uh, like her, 
evil intentions are rewarded. Like I hate when you're causing trouble and you're nothing but trouble and you get rewarded for it. Alex, it's the freaking bachelor. That's the name of the game. I have never seen it this blatant. Like it's not. Okay. Dead- I will I will say I don't I don't agree with sending Marilyn home. I I don't and I don't agree with keeping Victoria especially after what we we're about to see from her this episode. I don't agree with that. However, <laughs> there were some like not like not aired footage that was circling around. Ooh. And it does seem like Marilyn did kind of like there was it wasn't that she was just like sitting there and Victoria attacked her out of nowhere. Oh. Like she was like, I I'm not rooming with you. You can sleep on the couch tonight. Like Marilyn was the one that told Victoria she had to go sleep on the couch because she was uncomfortable rooming with her. That's interesting. Yeah. So I saw that and I was like, oh, okay, this like kind of changes things a little bit I mean again like Victoria's that's not who I would have chosen or I just would have maybe sent them both home or whatever but uh, like there was a little more egging on than what we saw okay all right I well I I appreciate the the reality that we might not have the whole truth yes of course we never do on this show but okay so group date (laughs) I was horrified when it started I was very nervous I did not want to watch it I was like this is going to be terrible I cannot watch these women I mean and beyond that the fact that it was Chris Harrison who wrote this love scene it's like writing sex stories it's it's weird like like your dad wrote a sex scene you're like oh stop it's like it's like dad what are you doing writing that stuff like go Go to the work. <laughs> Go to work, Dad. <laughs> Put on your Go to work. Suit and suitcase and put it on your suitcase and go to work. work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was really weird. I yeah, I was freaked out. Um, but I thought that all of them went into it with a really good attitude, a better one that I think I would have been able to have. Me too. And I was impressed with how they all were like, this is weird, but we're going to do it. And I was like, this is like funny. And it looked like they were all really enjoying themselves. And like, I, like, I think Rachel kind of like summed it up. She's like, this was just like a really fun day. Like my cheeks hurt. Cause I'm smiling so much. Like I was really nervous and it was just kind of this like fun thing for all of us to do together. I know. And like get to show Dale or sorry. Oh my God. Dale, oh. Matt, my bad. Matt, a little bit of your personality. Cause like all of their stories had like a different level of creativity to them. You know? <laughs> yes. True. Initially, I I have to say, like, I actually was put off because the way that was presented, it was like, you're going to write your love scene with Matt. And like, it was like sort of framed, like, this is a way that we're all going to come out of our comfort zones. But like, what was expected of Matt was that he just had to write like a general story. And like, Matt was literally just like, what's that smell in the kitchen? Mm, chocolate cake. Like, we kiss. The end. Well, I think Matt's just maybe not as funny as the rest of them are. I guess so. Like, I just don't. And then everyone else had to imagine what they like in bed with Matt and present 
to him. And I like, I was just like, I don't, <laughs> I'm all for female empowerment as they described that they felt at, at the end. They felt it. They, they felt, felt it. it by the end. But the idea that they were sort of forced into it, like made me a little bit uncomfortable. But then when I saw them embrace it, they, and they all felt like the collective spirit was like, oh, this could be a fun thing. This and, like, could be fun. They all really had fun. Right. Kit was just like, when Kit was talking about the breeze going down her naked spine, I was like, oh, oh my God, God, I'm sorry. I actually, maybe it's because I was literally just in Pennsylvania only a couple of hours earlier, but I just lost it when she was like, the cool chill of a Pennsylvania fall. <laughs> I mean, they're in Pennsylvania. I'm like, the cool chill of a Pennsylvania fall is really tough because the wind is really intense and it goes through to your bones and it's not pleasant and it's not something I want on my spine no no uh <laughs> uh yeah and it was very fun like it was I, I thought Anna's story was really cute when he was Anna's like, rocked Anna was Anna's was the best yeah the fantasy suite when, genius genius when she talked about like you're the only one here she immediately comes like that was just a really funny funny twist and yeah they were either creative or getting really into it like Katie or I, I, I appreciated the fact that the girls only went as far as they were comfortable with so. Yeah, I agree. And I just thought that they all like went into it with such a good attitude. And like, even the women other than Sarah watching were like, were like getting into it and like hooting and hollering and laughing yeah. and all that. So here's what we're sort of spotting that like trouble is coming. Um, Sarah looks like she's going to throw up the whole, the whole show, if that's what we want to call it. <laughs> the play <laughs> for the play. play. The performance. Um, Sarah, before we move on, because um, I think we'll save the group date until when we talk about Sarah, but I, and I hate to say this, I don't need to see Ashley I on every single one of these seasons. No, I don't know why she was, I, I, feel, the same, I feel the same way. I don't know why she was there. I don't know why Becca and Sydney were there for Tasha's season. I don't know why we're inviting these like I don't know why we need them there I don't and Ashley specifically not that I don't love her I genuinely do like I I really really do like her but the more her presence the more that we experience her presence like the less I the less special it feels I'm just like okay mm. yeah there she is again I I don't know I'm just kind of burned out on it I'm like just start your family with Jared like this your whole, it feels like she's holding on for dear life, even though I know yeah. being asked. I don't know. I, yeah, I, no, I get it. I get it. I mean, I think for the people that actually like did find love on the show, they're really like, this works and I believe in it. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I, I don't know. know. It's like, a, it's a, um, this can actually happen. Like this legitimized right. process by having Ashley here. Um, yeah. And now they're fucked because of Carly and Evan's divorce. I know. Cause like, do you remember? It was like the Jade and Tanners, the Carly Jade and, Evan. and Tanner, Carly and Evan. That's what I want. That's what everyone wants. Yeah, I know. Okay. 
No, funny. Nobody wanted Ashley and Jared's story where he like let her on for five years and then finally was like, yeah, you don't okay. want the toxicity of, you know, like him. <laughs> like, oh, wait, now you like some other guy. Okay. My turn. <laughs> um, all right. Can we talk about Serena P? Is that yeah. what we're talking about next? So um, I'm obsessed. 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 I think she is it. Like I, I put her on the top of my list of our, I think I picked her as my, my, um, draft. Your winner. winner, They actually felt like a couple that's dating. Like they felt like they were on their second or third date Mm -hmm. and they're getting to know each other and they're making little inside jokes and she's making fun of him for his boyhood pet oh and, turtles. and when the turtles came back on his brief on like, a swimsuit oh my god yeah epic moment they I she the confidence she has is unparalleled yeah. I just love her she is so classy so poised and she actually brought up something that you and I were just talking about in reference to Claire she was talking about, though her dad is really supportive in general, how he wasn't supportive of this process because it's not how he did it. And she was talking about how she doesn't necessarily believe in a linear life, um, that things can sort of happen on the timeline that's right for the individual. And I, Serena P is only 22. And I think she has like years worth of wisdom in her. And I think she, I, the way that she talked about her ex-relationship, moving on from that, like you know, it being the lowest point of her life, but it also being a really important part of her life because it helped her to grow. I was like, someone has read Glennon Doyle's Untamed. This girl knows what's up. And what I really dug was her attitude from the very top because she was just like, I'm going into this with the attitude of, I wonder if we're compatible, which is the attitude that everybody should be going on when they're dating because it's not a one-way process. Serena P also has to pick Matt, you know, like it's not about whether or not it's not about winning. It's about seeing if two people would make a good match. And I think that they do. I think they do too. It was so fun when the donkey interrupt them kissing. (laughs) I know they were taking their little like Polaroids together. It was a really, really good date. And I, I just love her and I'm just so excited to watch her journey. (laughs) Me too. I I mean, honestly, if he doesn't pick her, she's bachelorette material. She is young, but but she has it together. And I can see her being a really good partner, one that really supports him and lifts him up and carving a space out of for herself to have. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you. I mean, if anything, I do. The only thing I do worry about is does Matt want a woman who's going to carve out space (laughs) for her own life? I don't know. Well, it's interesting because I think Matt, from the little we know about him, he does have like interests and things that he does. And I do think that Matt is going to want his own space, his own time. Mm. Well, that's true. I mean, his only relation, his most recent relationship was a year ago. It was a woman he dated for four months and refused to call his girlfriend. (laughs) I know when he told me that story, I was like, Serena, red flag, red flag. I that was so crazy. I it was just like that it doesn't count. 
I was like, wow, every woman in America should be fuming right now because they have all been that girl. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, I literally was getting just like hot flashes of every guy being like, I want it to be you, you know, but like, it's just like not you. And like, if I were to want a girlfriend, it would like be you, but I like don't. And then they get engaged go. like five oh, seconds later. A second after. Like, it's just <laughs> I know I know it's so stupid I did think it was sort of revealing though for Matt to be like um when she asked him if he's ever been in love and him talking about his perspective shifting about love as he got Mm -hmm. older I thought that was a very interesting conversation as well and I actually thought that it was a very good answer for somebody that has never been in love absolutely I think when we're young sometimes sometimes not all the time like I do think it's possible to be in love and be young but sometimes when you're young you can confuse infatuation with love or if you're Claire (laughs) um yes and I think with time and with a little bit experience more experience under your belt you could be like oh I you know was deeply into this person but what love is I actually think that that functions as something else yeah 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 it was pretty insightful. Yeah. Overall, like loved this date, loved them together. Me too. It like, I, cause I was so stressed out about the Sarah stuff the entire time that I felt like, okay, I'm going to relax now. I'm going to. All right. Let, let's talk about Sarah. Okay. Okay. I don't even know where to begin. (laughs) Okay. Well, why don't we, why don't we begin with a group date? So you know okay i i was annoyed that she came on the group date um cocktail as was party. i and i was specifically angry about how she approached the katie how she interrupted katie and right right i like agree she was acting like katie was so unreasonable meanwhile sarah was just like i really needed to talk to him but she's like i don't even know why i'm here like i just like wanted to yeah yeah i agree i think it was was, it was like a dick swinging contest too because then when katie came back she's like okay you're you know like five minutes they were negotiating five minutes up yeah negotiating between five minutes and two minutes or whatever and then she was just like okay well your time is up she's like and and Sarah kind of looked at Katie like she was crazy, you know, for having- Yeah, she was like, are you kidding me? She's like, well, Matt, can you walk me out at least? Like, is that allowed? Like, it was, it was tough. It was tough. It was was a bad look. It was a bad look. Bad look, yes. I, I, I am glad that they showed us the girls talking to her after. Mm -hmm. Because I do think Sarah- I think Sarah realized she did something wrong the minute she went to talk to the other girls and was like, I just wanted to say I'm here and I'm sorry. And when they were like, no, this like isn't okay. I think that's when Sarah was like, oh, I did something wrong. And then I think that's why she was crying outside because I think she was like embarrassed and she felt bad and obviously all these other emotions that she was feeling. And then I actually thought it was interesting when Victoria came out first and she was like are you okay and I was like this is like an interesting moment from Victoria that I wasn't really expecting and it actually seemed like she was approaching it from like a kind place or at least that's what she thought no 
it turns immediately. She's like, Hey, are you okay? Like, I'm really looking out for you. We figured if you were in there, it must've been something really serious because that was really fucked up. Like she was approaching it from a place of like, I'm pissed off and I'm going to belittle you like so much that you are going to feel yeah. like at the end of this conversation. Well, Katie, I think obviously went about everything like the right way, obviously throughout the entire episode, but well, this yes, was when like, Katie came out and she laid down her boundaries. That was yes. beautiful. Like she was just like, you don't understand. Like, and I think it must've been Anna when they were talking about time being currency and the fact that, you know, she, yeah. she had ample time with Matt. And, and Harrison told them that everyone was getting a date this week. So it's not even like, mm-hmm. it's not even like, um, like, oh, I, I, I can't wait till the cocktail party. Cause who knows like before the rose ceremony, cause who knows if I'm even, if there's going to be one or if I'm even going to get to talk to him, like they, she knew that there would be opportunity to talk to him. And I do, uh, in the bully pile on one thing was said that I did agree with, which was like, if I talked to Matt, every time I was insecure, none of you guys would ever get to talk to him. Yeah. Well, that was the second bully pile on, which should we get to that? Okay. Well, first, actually I want to ask. So then Sarah spends the rest of the time hiding in her room, like the next three days, she doesn't see anybody. Yeah. I, also thought this was strange like I thought it was too and I think you're absolutely sorry I didn't mean to cut you off no I, I I'm curious of what you were about to say it was a, a really really strange and I think it was exactly what happened you know in the first bully pile on because the women kind oh, of had yeah. a more reasonable perspective by then because they were just like Sarah, they were, she was kind of answering around their questions. And she was like, well, I just wanted to give you, like, I just wanted to be forthcoming. And they're like, well, you haven't been forthcoming because you haven't told us why you needed to talk to him. Like, like in that moment, Sarah kind of was like, went into herself and was just like, oh, I fucked up. And I don't think she really wanted, I don't think, okay. I don't think Sarah is in a place mentally where she can take on that responsibility I just don't think she's in a stable enough yeah I think she I agree I I agree the hiding in her room felt a little bit of like her victimizing herself but I think that you're right I think she just I don't think that she had the emotional capacity to be like I did something wrong like I think that was her like it probably would have been the healthy choice for her just to go downstairs the first day and like talk this shit out and be like, fuck, I'm sorry. I messed up. But she couldn't, she couldn't, she couldn't get there. And I think there. we've all been there where our wells You're are stuck. Yeah. Wide up and we don't have anything in our reserve. And we're just feeling so paralyzed by the weight of everything that's going on that like the idea of even putting a bra on or something <laughs> feels. Yeah. I, like, I really think those scenes where we saw her just sitting on the couch biting her nails, I think she did that for 48 hours. I completely agree. (laughs) Or she was sleeping. Like when Matt went upstairs to check on her, like uh, she was, the girl was sleeping. Like she was depressed. Like she's going through depression. Yeah. Depression and anxiety. Like it, to me, that's like classic. (laughs) Like the, yeah. Like I, and oh Yeah. 
Real side note, though, he did this before her her date with Serena P. And when Matt came downstairs and told women that he would have done that for anyone who was feeling that way, that was just a flat out lie for him to cover his own butt. So Matt's not necessarily doing himself any favors by sort of giving into it. No, I agree. Feels significantly more special than the other women. I agree. I agree because I think he really likes her. Yeah, yeah if that was her. if that was Victoria. It wouldn't, he would have never, he would have just been like, oh, that's weird that she's not here. Okay, I'll figure that out later. <laughs> yeah, I think probably what happened is on his way back downstairs, a producer was like, yo, they're pissed at you. Mm-hmm. And that's like, that's what he said coming, because he seemed like very uncomfortable re entering that room. And I think he knew he was walking into a room of women that were mad at him. <laughs> and it's just not, listen, I'm under, no illusion you know that this is like he's fully dating these 25 women or however many are left right now but it is a bad look to be like sloppily making out with another woman while you're about to take another on a one-on-one date like there's something about the one-on-one date that feels more sacred to me it's like respect yeah it's yeah, like, no, okay. this is our day to make out no I 100% agree it's weird that he made out with two girls in one morning yeah, God, the sun isn't fully up yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, thinking, like, I hope you took a breath mid before you made out with Serena. Like I know, right? Like you didn't have like Sarah's perfume on you because you actually like, got into her bed with <laughs> fully, like jumped yeah. bed. Yes. So, oh my God, if. If I was Sir, if I was Serena, and if he picked me, and then I had to go watch that last night, he would be in trouble tonight. <laughs> I'd be so mad at him. I'd be pissed. Like, and, and yeah, that any of the girls were like, I, I assume though that most of the girls thought that was going on. He was gone for a really long time. In her, I okay. So let's talk about all the women now. I agree with the frustration. I agree. It is unfortunate that they don't know everything that's going on with Sarah, which again, Alex, it kind of goes into what you were talking about with feeling so overwhelmed. Like she's a private person. She was pushed to her limit already sharing this with Matt so early on. And like, she's not about to like go downstairs and be like, listen, like this is what like tell all these other strangers, you know, now. So it's unfortunate that nobody knew I do think the next day Katie was tipped off by a producer because it sounds like she went through something similar, but. Well, maybe, but before we even get into that, the pylon downstairs was one of, even though some of them had salient points, there was, I think Anna said something, MJ, you know, they, they had some good points about, you know exactly what you're saying about insecurity but the fact and but the fact that everybody was throwing it in and some vicious thing like i believe kit at one point said kit threatened her no like she threatened her kit is a mean girl and you called it night one and i didn't believe you but you were right she's a mean girl and she said if you stay your experience will be horrible because we will make it horrible yeah what which is like if that were the case, what would actually happen would be it it would freaking blow over and then eventually everybody would forget about it because you don't have time to get 
because like things blow over over time. <laughs> like just, and especially when you're spending that much time with each other. Um, but it was just like, some of the girls were just so vicious, like Serena C and then Victoria just piling on like Victor watching and Victoria just sort of like discrediting every, every time, every single time Sarah would try to talk and Victoria would just shoot her down. Like, and like make fun of her and neg her. It was so, and get such joy and pleasure out of tearing somebody down. I was like, okay, it's what happens every season with the villain sometimes, like when they do something wrong, but then the reaction is so disproportionately cruel that it ends up making you feel bad for the villain. And I don't necessarily want to classify Sarah as a villain. I don't think that she is, um, but all of, the way that they treated her, it was like watching like, you know, like a steak being thrown into the lion pit or something. It was just yeah, so it was scary, horrible. And they were, they were just digging in further and further and further and just not letting her talk. Oh God. And at that point, I feel like she had fully surrendered too. She was just, she did. She yeah. gave in. And then like, she like tried to even pull like MJ, who I assume maybe her and MJ just like had some good conversations or something in the past. So she was like, maybe I can talk more one-on-one with somebody because it seems like that's a setting that she's more comfortable in, which is very normal. A lot of people are more comfortable one-on-one than in a group. And she wouldn't even give her the time of day. That really hurt to watch because I really she, like- Like I like MJ and I was like, no d- points lost. I'm disappointed in you. The people that I was upset with the most were MJ, Victoria, and Kit. Mm-hmm. Anna, I think, is, like, young, and she'll, like, I think she was just, like, really fueled. The, okay, the thing that was the most annoying about MJ is that she was not on that group date. Like, she took on the anger Mm-hmm. and she wasn't on the group date and again I get it like it, it wasn't just the group date it was like the you know the staying in your room and not coming to talk to us and, and I understand the frustration but it's like you are really taking on a lot of this mm-hmm. for somebody that wasn't there absolutely it and I'm gonna give her the benefit of the doubt because Katie tweeted something that I am trying to internalize. Yeah, I saw it too. You can't praise me for how I handled the situation and bully the other girls. So I am trying to be a little judicious about how I talk about it. But in general, all I'm going to say is that I was disappointed and that it was a really tough look. I wondered if some of them were very regretful and I t- checked their social medias today and like no one wrote anything though. It and did. I was kind of- It did. When? Okay, I, then I missed it because I checked hers. What did she write? I need to know. She wrote it on her story. Um, and it- and, Like it's it's like a it's a, like a half claiming responsibility. Um, she said, I believe what unfolded last night was an outcome of a lack of communication. I had no idea- what was going on with Sarah's family or in her personal life. Rather than hearing her out, I spoke quickly out of frustration and that was unacceptable. I know that the time for compassion was in the moment and not in hindsight, but I want to apologize to Sarah and anyone whose feelings were hurt by my words. Actually, that is a taking responsibility. 
It is nice. I mean, I don't agree with that. Like she had to have had a dying father for them to show compassion. One hundred percent. Like just the but, fact that a woman being torn down. Like you know, yeah. Like, no one allowing her the benefit of of the doubt was what was hard. Yeah. Okay. So I, I thought, and I don't, when I say this, I don't mean to say that Katie did, wasn't like, I, I don't mean to belittle what Katie did for Sarah, which is huge, like was a huge deal, but I'm I mean, thinking, this is maybe one of the best things I've ever seen on the show. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I agree. And I'm so happy that they showed us that like, my thoughts are that she was feeling really terrible about the whole thing and maybe somebody said like there's something going on with Sarah like if you want to talk to her you should like you know like maybe because they went through something she went through something tragically similar yeah and I think that Katie in general was the best person to have that conversation with Sarah because she is actually the one that was most impacted by Sarah's decisions And she decided to come at it as from a place of forgiveness. And she was just like, what I saw down there, I absolutely did not like, and you didn't deserve that, especially because this beef was mostly between you. She didn't say that, but reading between the lines. No, it's true. It was really just the two of them. Um, and like, even when Sarah went down and apologized, she said, particularly Katie, you know, like I, this is mostly directed at you and in general, you guys, because I didn't come down and then, you know, I didn't address it earlier. Um, but you know, when Sarah was telling her her story and Katie started crying, I was like, this is like empathy to the nth degree. Like this is, this That's is just being freaking a human being. Yes. That is being a human. Yeah. (laughs) And offering her that moment of levity and also that perspective, like not only was like, it, it was literally like a godsend that she came in because not only was she this, the woman who actually ended up having the beef with her and wanted to come from a place of forgiveness, but she's also somebody who went through this exact same thing and has the perspective to know if you have limited time with your dad, you are not going to regret going home. Like, yeah, this conversation was incredible. I was super moved. I was super inspired by both of them. Honestly, and I like that she went downstairs and didn't tell all the girls what was going on. Just that they're, why don't we just give her the benefit of the doubt? Like there's something like she, like there's something weighing on her going on at home. And that's like all it had to be. I know she is a really special person. And I actually think Katie could totally be bachelorette material. And she's, cause she's fun. She's empathetic. She cares, you know, she's like a Caitlin Bristow. Like they've got a similar vibe going on. And I really like her. And I liked her night one when she pulled out that purple sparkly vibrator. <laughs> People show I you. Knew there was going to be goodness to come from. <laughs> yeah, she handled this amazingly in every single turn. And I really appreciate her. And I think that the franchise can benefit from having more women like her. Like sex positive, kind, empathetic, patient, um, strong compassionate. I I mean, the list goes on. She's just a really beautiful person. And, um, 
I hope that the two of them, because I, I bet those two girls will become friends. Yeah, I bet they will too, if not already. Um, okay. What do you think is going to happen with Sarah? Like, do you think she's off for the season? I guess is what I'm asking. <laughs> I don't know. I Matt really liked her and their goodbye actually made me feel kind of sad. Yeah, I think if she had stayed, she would have probably like got into the final, at least the final three. Um, I I don't know because he was she was he was she was like one of the few people that Matt was intimidated by. Like, um, you know, it felt like he was kind of reaching to her rather than, you know, having, yeah, you know knowing that all of these women are available to him it felt like he almost had to earn her a little bit like when he was talking about which is how it should always feel we should all be, always be earning each other but like when he was talking about how he felt like he blew it that that first night <laughs> like he was I know I know I kind of was like maybe it'll be one of these things where he's like I can't stop thinking about her okay the case in which I would want it to go down is yeah what would be your dream scenario <laughs> my dream scenario is that he goes through the process you know like he fulfills his contract duty um respects the fact that sarah does need to be home with her dad right now like that is where she's needed um and frankly it seems like where she when she's saying she's called i think she also wants to be home with her dad i think she wants to want to be on the show but i think like <laughs> Well, and then don't forget, like her, she gets on the show and her dad's like, you have to do this. So in a way, her going on the show was honoring her father. Of course, because you, your parents don't want you to pass up an opportunity. But when it's coming down to weeks left with your dad, just go yeah, home. Just you go know, home. Sarah is 24. There are going to be plenty of opportunities more coming down her way. Like, but in terms of the show, he goes through the process can't stop thinking about her, calls her after the show, um, talks about the possibility of dating. <laughs> yeah, that would be lovely. I like, again, Matt like gets me with his like lines or whatever, but I like shed a, a glistening tear when she was like, I wish you could see my heart. He's like, I can feel it. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> oh, wow. I, it's so funny. I just never would have pinned you, Sarah. <laughs> I know I don't I know I don't know what it is but I it's working he's really bringing out a different side in you and that's <laughs> yeah that is true um um all right well this was super intense I went to bed just like freaking exhausted like I was just like what just happened so I hope next week's a little more fun I also just want to say a little side note I really like Rachel She's fun. She's just good. -natured. I really good natured. Definitely to me seems like the kind of girl that you would be like really happy to bring home can get along with lots of people. Like I just really, I like her. So I do kind of feel like the front runners right now are like Serena, Rachel, Abigail, like fell off the face of the earth. Whoops. Like had her going to the final two. No way. No chance. No chance. She'll be gone in two weeks. Yeah, yeah. Um, but a side note about Rachel, how I know Matt likes her, even though we haven't seen tons of interaction. Like 
Well, he does like talk to her first during the cocktail party for the group date, but also when they were walking out of the um, venue where they did like the performances, he like put like fully like stays back and like puts his arm around her waist, mm-hmm. like behind all the other girls. Wow. And I'm like, oh, he likes her. Whoa. <laughs> It's like Colton pulling Cassie out of the group to do those like tarot cards or whatever it is that they did. You know, like he like made the effort to have a special moment Mm. in front of everyone. Well, I like Rachel too. So if he ends up with Rachel, that would be cool. We just haven't seen as much of her as we've seen Serena Payne. Yeah, I'm just like really looking forward to their group or to their one-on-one, I guess is all I mean. Totally, because now we get like, we just started to get like platitudes from them, like, and just Rachel asking him if he knows what she means a lot. Um, and he's like, I see her heart. <laughs> no, I was just kidding. He didn't say that to her. Yeah, oh, man. From last season who calls both women a smoke show. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. Looking forward to the rest of this already. I'm really enjoying the season. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's fun. It, it, I really like the setting. Like I, it's like, there's something like sort of romantic and magical. You can sort of feel like the crisp chill in the air. The girl oh, are you, I'm sorry. You're referring to the, the chill of the Pennsylvania fall. Chill of the Pennsylvania fall hitting all of their naked spines. Oh, yuck. Okay. <laughs> On that way- note. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. I don't know what you're about to say, but it doesn't matter. It's trash. Uh, let's end it on fine. <laughs> All right, guys. See you next week. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. And if you like what you heard, please rate and subscribe. And of course, the journey doesn't end here. Follow us on social media at Sarah Elizabeth Franklin and at Alex Ryan Frank. See you later. Oh, hello, you. What's up, hoes? I'm Mary Kay McBrayer. I'm Mary Amelia Byer. I'm Rachel Estridge. And we like scary movies. Let's be more specific. We like analyzing scary movies. Okay, but let's be a little bit more specific. We like making fun of scary movies. Let's be even more specific. We have to make fun of scary movies so that we can sleep at night. We host a horror comedy podcast called Everything Trying to Kill You that rips all your fave horror movies a new one. And bonus, we'll tell you jokes from the perspectives of... Feminist ethnic minorities. And queer women. Which might be something you haven't considered before. Sure looks like Hollywood hasn't. So check out Everything Trying to Kill You. New episodes every other Friday on Campfire Media. Campfire.